when you think about any number of things that Canadians complain about in terms of what it costs us being Canadians, um, be it airfares, cell uh, service, groceries recently, the list goes on, right? When we ask why Canadians pay more for these things than other countries do, the answer is always the same. And it doesn't matter what industry we're talking about. It's competition, right? We're always told uh, we don't have enough competition in Canada to drive down prices. And there's always new competition conversations that come up, right? Um, this two largest newspaper companies in our country announced recently that they're exploring a possible merger. So competition is in the news and is always in the news, but I think there's more of a focus on it now, specifically around the grocery thing. But like I say, you know, you you talk about tech and you talk about cell service and all the rest, and it's something that we talk about a lot here. And Canadians are paying attention to it more now, I think because it's starting to hit home, especially again, around the grocery prices. So uh, where does this take us? Can we actually make some headway on what has been a long-standing problem in our country? We're going to chat with Keldon Bester, who is co-founder of the Canadian Anti-Monopoly Project. Keldon, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. So, I mean, this is kind of a unique time. I mean, like I say, competition has always been a topic in Canada, right? But with the cost of living being what it is and grabbing all the headlines, and, and then you've got all the competition issues, especially the grocery report that just came out, it seems like this is something that's more of an issue for Canadians than perhaps it has been before. Would that be fair? Yeah, I think that's correct. I think with the you know, higher cost of living, Canadians are thinking more about the purchases that they're making and the options or lack thereof. Um, that they do have. And so it's it's not surprising that it's front of mind, uh, but also especially, as you said, with the sort of big news items, announcements around bread price fixing, the grocery report, you know, these big mergers, it's, it's, it's not a surprise that it's on people's minds. And, and like some of those issues will be ones that, oh, that's interesting. Some of them have a real, real impact, right? Like when you're talking about groceries and the fact we don't have enough competition and that's why we're, you know, we're seeing food inflation at nine, 10 percent, that hits home. That's something that people think, OK, now I can see this is impacting me personally. And that makes a difference. Absolutely. And, you know, you think back to the bread price fixing, this is really money being taken away, you know, taken out of Canadians pockets. Um, for some of the most basic services. So uh, I think it's, uh, it's, you know, the post media tour star merger is, is, is also important, but things like grocery, um, cell phones, things that hit you at the end of the month, those are, those are very front of mind. Um, so when we take a look at this, the federal government has been reviewing the Competition Act in this country for uh, almost a year now, and we expect the results from that soon. The question, I guess, is what role should we expect the government to play in this area? I mean, if we're talking about free market societies and all the rest of that stuff, and I mean, what what can a government do when it comes to competition? Well, you know, ultimately, the government is responsible for setting the rules of competition and i think it can do two things in particular you know first is it can have strong laws that present uh, prevent further consolidation these mergers these takeovers that have led us to this position we need to stop that process but then we have to turn around and we have to say okay how do we increase competition and what the government can do there is twofold one is they can enforce laws that protect um you know smaller up-and-coming competitors uh, from the power of the big guys. And the second is that they can work to um, incentivize new companies, not only Canadian companies, to grow and join the competition, but also bring international players in as well. So I think there is quite a bit that the government can do 
part of that coming out of a strong review of the Competition Act. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing that's what you're hoping the focus of any changes that might come from this review. That's where it's going to be is, I mean, obviously we've got the mergers, we've got those sort of deals. So uh, is it spurring new business or is it maintaining what we have? Because both of those seem to be issues. We need both. We, 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 we have to keep what we have. We have to protect that. But we also have to keep up that dynamism that sort of, you know, rise and fall of different businesses that bring, you know, new services, new products, and even new ways of operating. And so I think that entrepreneurial angle is really one that we, we can't lose sight of in this process. Um, part of the issue, and, and this is whenever we talk about this, is the, the conversation eventually leads to the fact that we're, we're different from a lot of these places that we look at, at and say, hey, it's so much better there. Just because of the fact that we're massive geographically, we have so much area, and we don't have the population. So the things that happen in Europe and most of the United States just can't happen here because we're fundamentally different. Can 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 we actually create a competitive environment? I guess is the question. Can that be a situation where that that's not an excuse anymore? We can actually open up this country to competition somehow. Well, I think that's exactly what it is—an uh, excuse. You know, we're an enormous country, but you know, we have large population centers, border. You know, one of the largest economies in the world, and other much more isolated countries such as Australia really benefited from from taking this seriously. So I would like to see us um, move away from that thinking and instead say, you know, um, how do we move forward without this excuse to let us off the hook um, and to let, you know, these corporations off the hook? You know, as the Bureau's market study report, the grocery report pointed out, we used to have eight supermarket chains. Yeah. Those didn't all, major ones, those didn't all go to biz, out of business and small players still play an important role. If we're this truly remote and disparate country, why do we have all this flourishing pockets of competition? So, so I would like to move away from that kind of thinking. Yeah, it's interesting. You're right. I mean, we've had it. You know, it has changed. Something has changed. Where, especially in the grocery industry, like you point out, we're we're seeing a, a contraction, and a lot of it's consolidation. And that's the kind of law that this Competition Act is expected to uh, point at. I mean, what what can we do as average Canadians? You've got groups like yours that are involved in this, but how can an average Canadian sort of raise this uh, level of awareness and concern to uh, a point where something might happen? Well, you know, the big thing here is that when lawmakers want to make these changes, they face enormous pushback from, you know, major telecom companies, railway companies, airline companies, all the big guys. So what I think is important for individual Canadians in whatever way is they find appropriate is to let their elected officials know that this is something they want, that they demand. There's actually a constituency for this because I think too often our MPs and our MPPs, our MLAs, in the case of Alberta, really only hearing from the corporations that this law is intended to police. So I think um, Canadians having their voice heard is, is an important part of this process. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We'll see where it goes from here. Keldon, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, 
and all podcast platforms.